Welcome back to the Stories from the Woods podcast. Thanks for joining us again this week, listeners. Here again with Franklin. How you doing this week, Franklin? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Well, I kind of had this dream that I wasn't going to get this episode posted in the normal time, around 8 o'clock. I've only missed that a couple times. I had a fear of that happening. Oh, well, you know we only have 15 minutes to wrap up before you get to post it. So maybe my dream is a reality. Oh, no. I can't disappoint the listeners. Well, let's wrap it up real quick here today, and then you can post it. You got the story done, right? Yeah, I've got the story recorded and ready to go. Well, our story today is about a dream. Not a great dream at all. It's a nightmare. And it really hits home with the boy, Alan. It makes him change his behavior. Oh, well, maybe you can learn from your dream. Yeah, I think I should do a little better planning and making sure I get these stories posted a few days ahead of time. Yeah, definitely. If you need any help, I can help out. Maybe I can do some editing for you. Yeah, Franklin, anything you can do would be great. All right, let's get into the story. And have a great weekend. And hope your dreams are great. Yours or mine. Books and more books. Aisles of books. So many sizes. Colors. Everyone has a nice colorful picture on the cover of its book. But inside, every page is blank. Why? I just want to read and enjoy a story. But this endless land of books offers nothing. In my frustration, I push on one of the shelves. It begins to sway back and forth. Oh no, what have I done? I cannot stop its momentum. It tips over and hits the next one. And then another. Like dominoes, they fall, knocking down the whole lot of them. Books scattered all about. All these different sizes and colors created a mosaic on the floor. But one sticks out. Among the rest, a bright mint green, I mean really bright mint, with what appeared to be one word on the cover that read, Yours, with two palms holding it out as to offer it to me. I hear voices down the hall and fast-moving feet. They're going to see what I have done. The book, it wouldn't let my gaze stray from it, so I run towards it and open it up. Something or someone reaches out and pulls me in. The book cover closes, with the palms now face down, and the cover is red, and the word has changed to mine. Darkness surrounds my thin, scrawny body. Where could I be? This all must be a dream. From a distance, a voice booms. Welcome. I thought you would join me. I did not join you, I responded. I was just curious and needed to distract my mind from those who were coming for me. No, no, no. You misunderstand. You were looking for a story, and joined my story. I just wanted to read a story, but the books were blank. I did not want to be in a story. Let's stop the arguing, and get to the story. There once was a thin, scrawny boy, with poofy red hair and freckles. He was walking on the sidewalk in his neighborhood. The darkness faded, and I was walking on a sidewalk. The boy passed a wooden fence. A fence appeared next to me, but I heard a growl. The boy heard a dog's growl on the other side of the fence. He said, Shut up. The dog growled louder and rammed the fence. It continued to ram the fence repeatedly. The boy froze in fear. 
Then the fence broke from the dog's momentum. I saw and experienced exactly what the narrator was saying, and when I saw the dog, I ran as fast as I could. It was a bulldog, and it was gaining on me. Up ahead there was a chain-link fence. The boy leaped up onto a chain-link fence and climbed as fast as he could. The bulldog at the bottom was still barking and leaping pathetically into the fence. The boy climbed this 15-foot fence, one side and down the other. He did not stop to mock the dog like he did most days. He was no longer sure if the dog would break through another fence. He ran as fast and as far away as he could in the nice, lush, green field that was in front of him. The boy escaped the bulldog, but would face another encounter, not of his liking. What? I said. I just want out of this story. But the boy continued to walk as he looked back to see the barking dog still behind him. He continued until he crossed the backstop of a baseball field at the park he was walking through. There were two boys hitting rocks with a wooden bat. Oh no, it's Billy and Matt. I hope they don't see me. I turned my body away from them to shield my face, but the light jacket was a dead giveaway with its bright yellow color and black spider on the back. It was my go-to jacket in the spring and fall. However, I wished I had not worn it today. But wait, I didn't wear this to the library. Remember, this is my story, not yours, whispered the narrator. I picked your outfit. The two boys on the baseball field spotted the red poofy-haired boy and said, Hey, look who it is. It's Alan, the baseball thief. Well, Alan, did you return the ball? asked the bigger boy. No, Billy, I don't have it. I just wanted to mess with you guys the other day, but when you got so mad, I had to run instead of giving it back, replied Alan as the two boys walked closer to him. That's too bad to hear, because... We only have rocks to play with. We need a ball. But since you do not have it, you have to play catcher. No, yelled Alan. You owe us. Get behind the plate, or I'll sock you in the mouth, said Billy. I was not sure what was worse. The punch might be quicker, and for sure thing. Or catching for rocks could be bad. But I took my chances as catcher. Billy, the bigger boy, was the pitcher, and started whipping in medium-sized rocks to Matt, who was the batter. But Matt seemed uninterested in swinging, and he watched as the stones flew by and hit Alan. I didn't have a chance. After three balls, there were three bruises. Matt finally swung and crushed the rock, saving my body for a moment. This continued until both boys had three outs each. I was sore all over. Bring the ball back tomorrow, or we'll play three innings, Billy said the evil smile. Alan got up and ran home as fast as he could, with tears running down his face. I don't know why I took their ball. It was a bad choice, but the punishment was not equal to my bad action. When Alan returned home, he was not safe yet. His mother and father confronted him about a call they received that day from his teacher. He had been misbehaving in class earlier that day, distracting the class by making fart noises. He was grounded from TV for the week. As a result, he ate his dinner and went and went straight to his room. Why had this been such a bad day? Why did I make all those choices? It did not take him long before he fell asleep. He awoke to a hand touching his arm. When Alan opened his eyes, he was not in bed, but rather in a chair in the library. His mother said it was time to go. 
He looked around at these shelves with books in front of him. All were standing. All the books were on them. It had it been just a bad dream? Alan got up and walked by one set of shelves and spotted the bright green mint color on the front of one of the books with the title Yours. On the bottom half of the cover, it was red, and it said Mine, and in the middle, it had the word Or. Yours or Mine, it read. He did not touch it, but looking at it, it was a good reminder of his dream and the things he had done. Maybe he could not reverse the choices he had made, but he could start by writing a new chapter or a story of who he would be moving forward. Alan started that story by telling his parents about his bad behavior in class that day and how it was a bad decision and he was going to stop behaving that way. The next day, when walking home from school, he passed the baseball field and found Billy and Matt there. Here's your baseball. I'm sorry I took it the other day. Billy replied, Good thing you did because we had a plan for you if you did not bring it. Oh, I know, said Alan, under his breath. Hey, maybe you can play with us someday, said Matt. I don't know. I'm not much of a baseball player. We could put you in as catcher. No, thanks. I think I'd rather pass. I headed home, and I passed the wooden fence and stopped. The bulldog on the other side barked and growled. I didn't flinch. Instead, I reached into my pocket and pulled out a dog treat and tossed it over the fence. Good boy. I'm sorry for teasing you but now I'll start treating you. Just please stop barking. It makes me nervous. The dog stopped and ate the treat. I went home smiling because I started a better story, and it's my own. Oh, and treating the dog paid off later for me in life, but that's a tale for a different day. This concludes Yours or Mine. If you'd like to support Stories from the Woods podcast, you can leave us a review, make a donation using the link in the show notes, or share the podcast with family, friends, local libraries, and schools. Remember to check out our past episodes and to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Thanks again for listening. This podcast features the song Surreal Forest by Medane, available under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial License.